Bismillah, Allah in His mercy and compassion after a month's fasting, restraining ourselves <coughs> desires, temptation, gives us one day to rejoice and to glorify Him. Ensure your gratitude, may rejoice, remember Allah Ta'ala reciting the takbir whilst going to the Eidgah, but this Eid just one day, after one month and one day of rejoice. You may rejoice and express your happiness. <coughs> and it is a point and a time for reflection that if we restrain ourselves throughout our life, not only for the month, but throughout the life, we restrain ourselves. Every human being has got temptation, got emotions, got feelings, got a stone, without emotions, without feelings and temptation. But the whole, whole test is that are you going to restrain yourself? Are you going to hold back your temptations and your desires? If you held back your temptations, your desires, then with death, then it's an everlasting Eid. Throughout it's Eid, Eid, and Eid. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَرِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا what you desire and whatever you call, you must just demand. You must just demand, not even ask. I want this. And upon demand, your need is not need, your temptation and your desire just fulfilled. But this is after a small period of test and trial. And the trial is about holding or restraint. <coughs> so this design of this world is, it's going to be temptation. Everything is going to tempt you. Sensual pleasure is going to tempt you. Wealth is going to tempt you. Past life is going to tempt you. All these things will tempt you. It's not unnatural. It is natural. But then Allah Bak invites us to a bigger picture. Allah Bak says, don't let your eyes be deceived with a small little picture. It's not even the wing of a mosquito. It's such a small thing, so insignificant. Let me invite you towards something that is far, far better. It's far better abode. It's billions and trillions of times better than this. Beyond our comprehension. The pleasure is beyond our comprehension. All is attached to this condition. Again, to your restraint. You're restrained and so you. But restraint also is not very long. 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, 80 years. Call it a day and you're marching out. So it is for that restraint that Allah, Allah promises you all this. Someone had asked, <clears throat> generally what will get people to Jannah and what will get people to Jahannam? That is now the essence and the fulasa, the summary of life. I want to know what will get me to Jannah and I want to know what will get me to Jahannam. So the answer was given. The thing that will take you to Jahannam is... <coughs> If you are not cautious with regards to the tongue, not cautious with regards to your sensual pleasure. Not that you can't use your tongue and you can't use, you can't enjoy sensual pleasure, but you use it correctly. Tongue, use it but correctly. Sensual pleasure also, but use it correctly. Islam is not about aestheticism or monasticism that you ban and abandon every type of pleasure and every type of happiness. In Christianity, monasticism is not in us. لا رهبانية في الإسلام وَلَكِنِّي أُفْتِرُ وَأَسُومُ وَأَسْتَيْكُ وَأَنَامُ وَأَقُومُ وَأَتَسَوَّجُ وَمَنْ رَغِيبَ عَنْ سُنَّتِي فَلَيْسَ It's the both. <coughs> you enjoy things of pleasure and where Allah wants you to abstain, you abstain. Where He allows you to enjoy, you enjoy. And where He commands you to refrain, you refrain. But in this whole design, <coughs> this whole picture, the question was now what normally takes a person to jahan? So the misuse or the abuse of the tongue or the private area. So the importance of using and directing the tongue correct. One word, the tongue is so dangerous. One word takes you from Jahannam to Jannah. The person was a kafir all his life, 90 years. And just before he can end up, he decides the kalima of sincerity. He's got his ticket to Jannah. So that one word can be so magnificent and so glorious, so mighty. That, that one word can demolish 
and destroy all the disbelief of the past, all the wrong of the past. So the, word, the tongue is so powerful, with the right heart, right intention, it is pronounced the kalima once, and then he dies after that. So that hundred years of wrong, all he demolished it, one stroke, one stroke. Imagine, <clears throat> on the day of Qiyamah, the person will be coming to have his deeds weighed, the scales on the day of Qiyamah, and you'll see that I've got just loads and stacks of guna, sins and sins, stacks of 99 registers, and as far as the eyes can see, registers will be so great, and stacks and stacks of sin. And he's convinced that I'm doomed, there's no way for out of this. And just then, a little piece of paper will come in and come onto the right side of the scale and then that will outweigh everything else. Now he's wondering now, I'm perplexed, that I had 99 registers, all of wrong. And there's one paper now, what a difference it made. What was it? It was that La ilaha illallah, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, sincerity and with love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you declare the shahadat. And the, that honesty and that sincerity and the love is such, that is the thing that brings about the weight on the scale. Honesty, the sincerity and love for Allah Ta'ala, that's the thing that brings about the weight and that now gives you the ticket to everlasting bliss. But the contrary is also true, that, that one misuse of the tongue can shift you from Jannah to Jahannam. Not careful of the tongue, blurting of anything and everything, not thoughtful, not careful, not understanding. Thinking to yourself, well, it's my tongue, I can do what I want, I can say what I want. And giving the tongue the free use. Sometimes you are blurting out words that are not liked by Allah Ta'ala, disliked by Allah Ta'ala. Therefore, the Hadith in Sinwazi says, that <coughs> many a time the person says a word, it is so much appreciated by Allah Ta'ala, <coughs> that it elevates him to the highest level of Jannah. One word, good word. Perhaps a word in the love of Allah Ta'ala, in his remembrance, word of sincerity, word that joined and brought Muslims together, made them forget about their differences, and he passed up the differences. Perhaps it must mean something like this. One word, but he brought about some vitamins, some quality, some good, and that elevated him to the highest of the highest. That's one word. But the opposite is also true. That one word misused, one word incorrectly, perhaps brought about a community being disunited, broken hearts. Perhaps it shook up the people's beliefs. He spoke about evolution, etc. It broke up their beliefs. Right? <coughs> Either the beliefs were shattered or the relationship was broken down because of misuse of one word. And as a result, then he's thrown into the very depths of Jahan, unimaginable depth. So the tongue can be such a powerful asset, but also it can be a destruction as well. So the thing that will generally take people to Jahan is this mistake. <coughs> to use the tongue correct, wherever, whatever the circumstance, but use it and use it correct. That's why the pious of the old would say, Think. Whatever you have to say, think of the immediate consequence and the long-term consequence. Just thinking, oh, it's my tongue and I can say what I want. That's not a Muslim. We all belong to Allah Ta'ala. We say it, inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji. We belong to Allah Ta'ala. We are going to return to Him. He's going to reward us for the good or the bad that we have done. When we belong to Him, then before using that limb, think, is this going to be pleasing to Allah Ta'ala or displeasing? Maybe I would have to endure someone, but overall Allah is going to be pleased with me. So you're looking at the long term and what you're going to be gaining. is a story of a pious person. <coughs> He saw a janazah moving, but strangely he saw that the three sides were supported by men, and the fourth was supported by a woman. He found it quite strange that three ends are supported by men, by men, and the fourth, he went up to the room and said, you can carry on, and I would support. Anyway, he inquired, why is it, there's only four people, and why is there's three men and a woman? He says, no, uh, <coughs> my child has some deficiency, and on account of that deficiency, people used to run him down. Like how people have it, they must have someone as a target, run down, slander, <coughs> abuse, insult. Unfortunately, this has become the game of the day. We aren't looking at how are we going to favor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the muslim, either gossip, either backbiting, carrying tales. We didn't understand the story fully. We just passing it out from one person to the other. Transmission, transmission. You know what's happening? Social media, media, or 
it was not unverified news. We were passing it on and thinking like nothing, nothing is going to happen. Consider it to be something small, insignificant. Whereas it is a serious matter in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. Anyway, because of his natural disability or deficiency, he was running down, slandering, poke fun at. Anyway, person passed away, now a dua for the person, now he sees that he's elevated to the highest levels of gender. So he asked the person, but People were slandering you, they're talking ill of you. And how did you reach up here at the highest level? I said, yes, I had some deficiency. Maybe it was partly natural and partly perhaps I was at fault. But they would slander me, they would gossip, they would backbite, they would talk ill of me. That's the business people have in this day. That as long as it's not my reputation, someone else's reputation is going down, it's alright. But my reputation, that is like gold. Nobody must encroach. But someone else's reputation, respect, etc., that... We don't consider it serious. They used to run me down, despise me, and I would just for the sake of Allah, I would just remain silent. I won't say, I won't tell them anything. I'll resume my normal life. Only for the sake of Allah, I would endure. Today, Allah elevated me because of that. <coughs> A little bit of patience in this world, restraint, and enduring people's nonsense, right? And what, what it does to the person. So this humility and holding back. In the sight of people, you feel that, you no, know, I'm being disgraced. What will people think of me? And I won't have any status in society. But really, in the sight of Allah, you're really winning. The one that holds back, whether it's in his house, friends, family. But someone is running him down and he's just holding only for the sake of Allah. For no other reason. No material reason. This is the first thing that takes people to Jahannam. And the second is wrong sensual pleasure. Al-Faraj al Any type of immoral, immodest, shameful behavior. Any type. From the lowest to the highest. Whether it's just viewing, whether it's physical, whether it's intimacy. But it is something that not, does not condone. Condemned. Say it is condemned. Now, that is the thing then that eventually leads you to that. So a little bit of restraint. This Allah has made a lot of things halal for you. Enjoy the halal and restrain. The world will be a better, better place to live in. Imagine if someone flirts with your wife or your daughter. Right? Will you appreciate that? So when you don't appreciate that, obviously, and that uh, translates into a dispute, into a fight, an argument. He didn't have any business to flirt with my wife. Why did he do so? But similar is the wife of the next person, his daughter, that you can't, you won't ex- ex- accept someone flirting with your wife. The other person also will feel that I am also entitled that my woman must be respected. So this is now the root of progress and woman. But I said sensual pleasure. See where everything starts off. And then from one to the other, and it just goes on escalating. Now we are wondering where this thing came from. Therefore, the Adi says that when you see these disasters, etc., natural disasters, calamities, catastrophes, and most of them is because of immoral behavior, sensual, immoral, immodest, shameful behavior. And I said from the lowest to the highest, immoral is immoral. A premarital relationship is haram. Although there was a, a proposal in place, there was an engagement in place, but the thing that makes it halal is nikah, not the engagement or not the proposal. That is just a confirmation that this person is confirmed for that person. But as far as making it halal, the only thing that makes it halal is the actual nikah. Now, we misconstrued the whole thing and we feel, no, it's, the engagement is done now, so what's wrong? But that now actually compounds the wrong, that we are doing the wrong and then we are blatant enough to say what's wrong about it. Now, that really, really, that incites the anger of Allah Ta'ala, that he's doing the wrong and he's blatant about it. He's brazen about the wrong. But that is the thing that which brings about the root of Allah Ta'ala. Then you have an earthquake, you have droughts, famine, and a whole host of problems. So to take care of the tongue, speech, etc., and the private area.
ஹலமதுல்லாஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹிஹ
وما رأيت أنور للصدر وما رأيت أنور للقلب من سلامة الصدور وكان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول في دعائه رب تقبل توبتي واغسل حوبتي وأجب دعوتي وثبت حجتي واهد قلبي وسدد لساني واسلل سخيمة صدري فنسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يرزق كل واحد منا لسانا صادقا وقلبا سليما وخلقا مستقيما بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس اتقوا الله في السر والعلن وذروا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وحافظوا على الجمع والجماعة ووطنوا أنفسكم على السمع والطاعة وعلموا أن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه ثم ثنى بملائكة قدسه ثم ثلث بالمؤمنين من برية جنه وإنسه فقال تبجيلا لقدر حبيبه وتعظيما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم فصلي وسلم وبارك على أحب خلقك إليك وأكرمهم لديك سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأتباعه كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى ورد اللهم عن أبي بكر صديق نبيك من قال في حقه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لو كنت متخذا خليلا لاتخذت أبا بكر خليلا ورد اللهم عن الناطق بالصدق والصواب من قال في حقه سيد الجن والبشر لو كان بعدي نبي لكان عمر ورد اللهم عن كامل الحياء والإيمان من قال في حقه سيد ولد عدنان لكل نبي رفيق في الجنة ورفيقي فيها عثمان بن عفان ورد اللهم عن مركز الولاية والقضاء من قال في حقه النبي الأواه من كنت مولاه فعلي مولاه ورد اللهم عن السيدين ريحانتي سيد الكونين من قال في حقهما سيد الكونين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة الحسن والحسين ورد اللهم عن أمهما فاطمة الزهراء من قال في حقها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سيدة نساء أهل الجنة فاطمة ورد اللهم عن جميع الصحابة خصوصا عن معاوية وعن بنات نبيك زينب ورقية وأم كلثوم وفاطمة وعن أزواجه المطهرات خصوصا عن خديجة وعائشة وحفصة وعن عمي نبيك أبي عمارة الحمزة وبالفضل العباس وعن التابعين وأتباعهم أجمعين إلى يوم الدين ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تذكرون 
ensure that our heels are on the line and that there are no gaps in between. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'een Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqeem Sirat Al-Ladheen An'amta Alayhim Ghayri Al-Maghdub Alayhim سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن فعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبن كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين رحمتك يا رحمة الله